everybody, welcome back to Simply Holy, a practical guide for making the holidays holy days. And today is somewhere around 22 days before the new year, I think it is. And uh, it has been a minute since I made a video. And honestly, that has just been because of the fires here in LA. And I know sometimes things happen in LA uh, that get national coverage or whatever and actually they don't feel I, I don't even notice them You know, I'll get calls from relatives or whatever like I heard there's a huge earthquake. Are you okay? Or I heard this, you know things going on it. Are you okay? And and honestly LA so large we don't even know but I'm telling you we're feeling these fires We or we felt them um, So lots of people in the turning point evacuated from their homes um, thank goodness nobody lost their home and I uh, feel very grateful for that, at least in our close circle, no one did. Um, but there, it was a really serious situation. At one point, there was three fires surrounding the valley, and, which we live right in the middle of the valley, and there was this huge, you know, it's just like covering of ash all over our, our all of our houses, our ba my backyard, everything was just covered with ash, and it just made life very difficult, you know, no, um, I it was very difficult to breathe and I just had a really hard time kind of getting through those few days. But luckily, um, it feels as if the fires have been contained um, and the ash is going down day by day. So I'm back. It was just a, a momentary lapse there. So it was difficult. Um, I thank you for everybody who prayed for us here because uh, we really needed it. And I think that it's times like this that really help us to realize that um, you know we we need we we need to be reconciled with God we need to make sure that our relationships with God are on straight and that you know we we live at we live at God's mercy so I I can actually be grateful for these times um, but they are difficult to live through so anyway but on a good note um, one of the greatest things that happened last week in the midst of all this um, on a very small scale was that we finally were able to get Simply Holy to be, or Simply Holy Living to be um, podcast. I don't know how to say, be podcasted. So we, we got a podcast. And so every video that I make is also going to be um, simultaneously made into a podcast. So I'm very excited about that because you know it's so much easier to listen to things on podcast. If you haven't, if you haven't gone that way yet, you really need to try to podcast because it is so awesome. You can pause things and then it, when you, you know, or do you just get, when you stop listening to something, it will pick up right back where you left off. You know, it's just, it makes it so much easier to listen and keep up with whatever it is that you want to listen to. So get that app and make it happen because podcasting is awesome. But one funny thing with that was that I was listening to it because I was thinking, I can't believe this is happening. I've been trying to make this happen for so long. And um, I was listening to it just to see if it would work. And um, I realized that at least half of my communication is with my face. <laughs> I thought, oh, all my not, I am a very big nonverbal communicator. So that you do lose a little bit just listening to it, but amen. Those of you that know me know you could probably picture what, what I'm, how I look when I'm saying things anyway. But um, today I wanted to just sort of pick up where we left off last time. And last time we ended up talking about how to, well, I, I was sharing a personal experience about how it felt as if I was learning this lesson for um, at the first time, which is a, it's, a, it's a normal lesson, but that, you know, there's never any reason really why 
I have to give in to uh, sin and um, how that my the way that I heard that phrase had changed so much through these past couple of weeks where I used to hear it more of like there's never any reason for you to sin and sort of this down on you get get your act together pull your act together to oh my goodness there really is no reason ever for me to sin and um, I had thought about this scene <laughs> since I made that video, this scene in The Matrix where you get to the end of the movie and I guess Neo is coming into realizing who he is or something, but um, he's having this epic battle at the very end with um, the bad guys and, you know, there's all this fighting going on and bullets flying and he has this moment where he just kind of goes into slow motion, if you remember that scene, and he puts his puts his hand up, I think he does, and sort of is able to slow everything down. So you see these bullets coming in at him in uh, slow-mo and he's able to dodge all of those bullets. He's able to dodge every every um, blow that's coming at him from the enemy um, in, in, in slow motion. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's, I feel like what has been happening to me is that as I just, I've just been slowing myself down and going, God is going to provide in every one of these moments um, it for me to be able to dodge that bullet, for me to be able to choose a righteous response. And uh, it's been funny because sometime at some point this week, we were uh, just going through the sort of chaos of the day. And Jay goes, how are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Actually, he said, what are you doing? I said, oh... I'm just dodging bullets in here because, man, they were flying. I mean, Satan was just throwing everything at at me. And I was like, I just am going to go slow and address each little thing as it happens. And you know what? God always leads the way. It's miraculous. And um, it it goes right along with, it's so funny, this, I've been immersing myself in this nativity story. And uh, the last time we... Um, we ended, we ended with where Mary was saying, I am the Lord's servant, may it be to me as you have said, and opening her hands to whatever God was going to do. And uh, in verse, it's in Luke 1, 39, it says, A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, You are blessed by God above all other women, and your child is blessed. What an honor this is that my, the mother of my Lord should visit me. When you came in and greeted me, my baby jumped for joy the instant I heard your voice. You are blessed because you believed the Lord would do what he said. And um, this is what I have underlined. You are blessed because... You are blessed, and then you circle because. You always want to circle the because. Why is this woman happy? Why is she blessed by God? Because she believed that the Lord would do what he said. And this is where we pick up our lesson for this week, is just truly believing what the Lord said. You know, he said nothing is impossible for God. Gabriel said nothing is impossible for God. But it is so hard to live that way, is it not? And um, I was thinking about how sometimes, you know, um, I wonder, when am I going to get this lesson that God comes through, <laughs> that God will always come through? And uh, I had 
this experience this week that as I as I've chosen, it's it's I've chosen to go slowly. You know, I'm just holding on like God. I'm just going to go as slow as you want me to go and do what you have seen fit for me to do every day. It has been really difficult, honestly, for me to watch things not get done. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know who this appeals to. Is it, is it, is it the controlling out there? Is it my, my sisters of control? Um, is it those of us that just have our own agenda that we want to get things done? We think this has to be done, this has to be done. Or is it the reality that in life things have to get done? You know, it's always easy to say this when you're um, on vacation or, you know, uh, when you are just going to throw caution to the wind, um, which that's what I can tend to do is just go, I'm just going to throw my hands up. Okay, whatever, God, whatever, God. But it's more of a whatever, God, whatever. And then I let that go for a couple days until I want to take back the control and say, okay, that's enough. You know, we can't, we can't go this low, God. <laughs> that's basically what I'm thinking in my mind. We can't go this low. Um, but I have a longing for it in my heart to live at God's speed. This is God's speed. You hear that? You know, God's speed. Um, that's a thing that they used to say in the olden days. I've been watching John Adams right now, and I'm, you know, Abigail Adams is one of my heroes. I love her. She's my historical hero. I just love, I just love so much about this woman, her intelligence and her um, willingness to sacrifice in the way that she raised her children and everything. But anyway, she always says, Godspeed, John. Um, but I, this is Godspeed. What is Godspeed? It's the speed that God wants to go. That is God's speed. The speed that God wants to go. It's not your speed. It's God's speed. And you know, I'm sitting here looking at this camera. And I feel like I'm, I feel like God is speaking to me right now through my own voice. Because I think, you know, that there's that scripture in Psalm 73, I think it is, or 37. Those two scriptures, 73 and 37, I have a little dyslexia with those two things. I can't remember which one says what. But one of those says... Um, as for me, my foot had almost slipped and I started to envy the arrogant, you know, until he enters the house of the Lord. And I, at, later on, he says that. But basically what he's saying is, you know, oh, I almost lost my faith. I did. For a second, I lost my faith and I lost my focus and I lost it. I started to doubt and I started to not believe. <sighs> That's what happened to me, you know, this week is I, um, I almost thought, oh, we just can't go this slow, God. And I think when the fires came and it just threw everything off kilter, I, I thought, you know, thing, I think what happened was I was going good. Like I was doing good. I was going so slow and, and, and following. That was on Sunday, right? I made that last video on Sunday. And then on, um, I think, and on Monday it was just going so good. And then on Tuesday I woke up and I smelled that smell of, of ash in the air, the, the fire in the air. And I, um, I checked our fireplace because we had made a fire the night before. Yes, it does get a little chilly here in LA, and so we make a fire in our fireplace. <laughs> so we had made a fire, and I thought, oh, maybe it didn't go all the way out. That's what it is. Um, and then I also have this condition that it's called perosmia. It's really, uh, I don't know that anybody knows what it is, but it's where I can smell a fire even if it's not happening, and I don't know what that is, but... They think it's a lot of things. Doctors have supposed it's a lot of things, and I don't want to go into it. But I thought, maybe it's just me. And then I walked outside, and the smell was worse. And uh, I don't know why, but that really, really affects me. 
for some reason and um, I can't think straight and I can't um, function in the same way. And then uh, several of the families that we homeschool with, or a couple of families that we homeschool, actually a lot of families that we homeschool with, lived in the fire area and they were evacuated that week. So it threw everything off, like how are we gonna do this? And we were trying to accomplish a lot that week um, with violin and various things. And it was just like, whoa, okay, life just stopped right now. And, um, and on the one hand, I'm feeling totally guilty about tripping over the fact that life is different or stopped or that I'm feeling any kind of discomfort while people are being burned out of their homes and they're having to make decisions about what to take with them. You can feel a little uh, petty when you're just worried about your sinuses and, you're, and you know, that you can't breathe very well and that your schedule has been thrown off. But at the same time, everything, what I was like, I don't know how everything's supposed to happen. It was a very faith-based walking, but it was very slow. And I think that, you know, I've done a faith, I, I, I've walked in faith many times in my life where you can't see what's going to happen, but you just walk on that path. But I think the slowness of it and watching the things that getting undone sometimes can be a pile up and you don't like God's speed. That's the bottom line. You don't like God's speed. But here it says, you are blessed because you believed what the Lord would, that the Lord would do what he said. And I think that in the middle of that, I just had to go, whatever speed you want to go is okay with me, God. And I, I, I'm picturing that all of this stuff, stuff coming at me, going at God's speed allows you to respond righteously to things. And no, things did not get done the way that I want them. Oh, I would like for this to have gotten done or that to have gotten done and things that needed to get done. But, you know, letting that go and just going, I'm just going to believe that whatever's gotten done is what God wanted to get done. You know, as the, the Advent season has, has gotten done. The, um, Jay and I took on this project of, um, you know, doing a song for each week of Advent and really studying out that week. And that has gotten done. Um, my family's righteousness has gotten done. These spiritual, deeply spiritual things have gotten done. And being okay with that, being okay with the fact that that's what God wanted to do. Um, that's my goal. <laughs> but we read on, and this is the, of course, the Song of Mary, the Magnificat, many songs have actually been written. This has been put to music many different ways, and many sermons have been written about this because it is so rich. But I'm just going to share with you the two or three things that I underlined and that have been speaking to me this season, 2017 Advent season, at 49 years old in my life. So here we go. It says, Oh, how I praise the Lord, how I rejoice in God my Savior. For he took notice of this lowly servant girl. And now generation after generation will call me blessed. And of course, what I have underlined is he took notice. And I think it is, this is such a, an open-handed uh, lesson. You know, whatever you're doing in life, you can be doing the most noble of tasks. <laughs> you know, you can have adopted and um, you can be serving in the ministry or you can be doing whatever it is. You're, you're, you're serving the homeless or you're doing these really, in God's eyes, magnificent things. I mean, the Bible does say that pure religion is to, to care for the widows and the orphans. I mean, these, these are the things that God cares about. 
But in the midst of that grand thing that you're doing, 90% of it is going to feel mundane. <laughs> you just have to realize that 90% is going to feel mundane. You know, I was, I was enjoying the podcast that I think Brooke Akamisa had, had uh, put on Simply Holy this week, this podcast of one of my heroes. And it's this, this sweet girl, when she was 18, who moved to Ghana, I think it is, and she just started uh, taking care of the orphans there. She started adopting and adopting and adopting, and then she, it just kept growing. The number kept growing, and I think now she has like 13 girls that she's adopted. In the meantime, she got married, and she started to have her uh, have children of her own, and, and now she has, I think, a son that's very young. But this woman is amazing, very young, but uh, she's doing this very noble task. But when you listen to her speak, She's just average everyday person, you know? She's gotta get up and she's gotta change diapers and she's gotta get kids to school and she's gotta clean up their mess and she's gotta deal with making dinner for all those people, you know? These things are mundane tasks. And in the midst of those mundane tasks, God is watching. He, you are not unnoticed by God. He is watching everything you're doing. Maybe you're getting up and driving to a job you don't even like every single day. He is watching that. You are not a noticed disciple. The way that you take on those mundane tasks, God is noticing. This girl was 15 for crying out loud. Some of you are 15. You are watching this and your, your, your jobs are to get up and do your, you got to get up and you got to serve your parents. You got to say, you know, what, this is what Mary was doing. She was serving her parents. She was taking care of her younger siblings. She was getting the water or, or milking the cow for the day. She was doing whatever had to be done for her family that day. And God took notice and said, you are going to be the mother of my son. This is magnificent. <laughs> That's why it's the Magnificat. This is magnificent. Whatever you're doing in your daily life, it is magnificent to God. Um, you know, I've talked about it before, but uh, Kim Burns has this great um, documentary about the Shakers, which was a, a certain movement that was happening in early America. And it was just people that decided that everything that they did was to be for the glory of God. Everything that they did, every dish that they washed, every, uh, you know, shirt that they washed, all the laundry that they did, every every piece of clothing that they folded, whatever they did. And they made amazing furniture. And this furniture now is worth thousands and thousands of dollars because what they did was they said, every chair that we craft, we think, it, we make it thinking that an angel will be sitting in it. And everything that you do in your life, the way that you wake up your kids, the way that you clean your house, the way that you take care of the possessions that have been given to you, those things are not mundane. God is watching. He is taking notice of everything that you do. Not in a taskmaster way like, you better, you better. No. He's looking at it going, that's magnificent. That's the way he was looking at her. He took notice of this lowly servant in our servanthood, God is noticing. Um, anyway, then it goes on. He's, she says, for, for he, the mighty one, is holy, and he has done great things for me. His mercy goes from generation to generation to all who fear him. 
Um, and I think about this, how we have this chance to pass on the mercy of God to the next generation. That doesn't mean just if you're a parent. Even if you, if you are a single woman working and, and just affecting your small group, you have a chance to pass on uh, his mercy from generation to generation. You know, um, we think about how with our children, you know, sometimes we can fret because, you know, that we are passing on things maybe we don't want to. Uh, in a way, you know, sometimes we can look at our kids and we see, oh, they're, they're, they're sarcasm coming back and we think, oh, I taught them to be sarcastic or whatever. You know, maybe some things that aren't so great that we're passing on, but we are also passing on God's mercy. You know, more in the way that we are changing and growing you know we we see these things that we're passing on maybe we we see uh, we have a very controlling kid and we know oh they learned that from us we passed on that control and so yes we are repenting together but we are also passing down his mercy because we are going to repent of those things at the same time and as we are repenting of our stuff and we are calling God's God's mercy for us we are showing them that God's mercy is where we go that we are passing on his mercy from generation to generation we are passing it down showing them that we live at the mercy of god it's a great thing we are uh, people are always watching more is caught than taught you know we think we're going to teach our kids to fear god or we're going to teach our small group to fear god or we're teach the people around we're not they're going to catch it they're going to they're going to learn the fear of the God by the way that we live it out. They're going to learn about God's mercy by the way that we live it. More is caught than taught. Um, his mighty hand does tremendous things, how he scatters the proud and haughty ones. He has taken princes from their thrones and exalted the lonely. And, you know, I think this next part, we're just going to have to stop, you know, and, and talk about this next time because there's so much to talk about in this. But I think what I want to land on for this time is that it's God's speed and that he takes notice. When you go slow, this season you have to decide, I'm going to go slow. I'm going to go slow and I'm going to go at God's speed. I, I don't know if you'll get your Christmas cards out. I don't know if you'll get all your lights up. I don't know. I don't know what you're going to get done, but it's going to be the stuff that God wants to get done. You're going to go at God's speed. And every single thing that you do, it's better to do it well with God. You know, taking notice of the fact, I mean, remembering that he is taking notice of everything you're doing at the, at the, it, it's not what you're not doing, it is, it's what you are doing. <laughs> That's what he's taking notice of. He's not holding up a measuring stick. Maybe as you are, maybe as we are thinking about all the stuff that is undone, he's thinking about the stuff that has gotten done. You know, um, I long for this speed, even though I fight it at the same time. In that same podcast I was referring to, uh, that that's on Simply Holy, they, they talk about the difference in the speed. And, and those of you who have, you know, maybe visited places where the, the, the life speed is a little different, <laughs> um, they, people get used to that life speed in these different countries. And when they come to America, they are like almost horrified at how fast the pace is. And I think we need to be a little more horrified about how fast the pace is and, and just be okay with one season. Can we be okay with one season in our life being slower as an American? Can you be okay with one season in, the, in your life being slower? Just going, I'm, 
I'm going to make this as slow as it needs to be and I'm going to enjoy if someone stops by, you know, yesterday I had a lesson in this. It was a real time lesson, lessons in real time. So I had gotten everything together. I had my Bible and I had the video ready. And of course, all week I have been trying to make a video <laughs> and every single time it got foiled and I was getting ready to go out and make this video. And then all of a sudden my daughter walks in, which is an unusual thing because she's usually in Malibu, she's in, um, and you, so those of you not in LA might think that we see each other all the time, we don't. <laughs> she lives in Malibu, it could be, might as well be Texas, you know. So she lives in Malibu, I live in, in Sherman Oaks, so we don't see each other a lot. And uh, she's trying to finish up her her uh, semester, you know how that is, you know, uh, you're, you're in the middle of finals trying to finish up. Um, and so we hadn't seen each other, but she knocks on the door and she walks in and then uh, she goes, oh, I just wanted to stop by. Is it okay? And Michaela's with, you know, she's right behind me. Is it okay if she stops by, which is Michaela's her, um, one of her good friends from Pepperdine who became a Christian this year. And, um, and I was like, of course. And so she goes, what are you doing? I said, I was getting ready to make a video. And uh, she goes, oh, that's okay. Do you need to make a video? And I was like, no, of course. It's going to be more important for me to sit and talk with you. And I think that this is such a mindset and uh, a different mindset. And it's the one that I want to live, but it's the one that I don't live. <laughs> Most of the time, it's the one that I don't live. I don't live um, at God's speed. I live at my own speed. And, uh, but at this time, I got the chance to say, of course, I'm going to choose this because it's more important. You know, God is going to send stuff into your life today. I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be an interruption. And he's going to send stuff into your life all this all of this holiday. And what will you choose? Will you choose, choose your speed or will you choose God's speed? Um, I hope this helps you. Until next time.